I had a DoorDash bitch like text me the whole time, like, hey, we're still waiting for your food at the restaurant. Okay. And then like, right, okay, still waiting. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then like, okay, I'm on the highway. I'm like, okay, well, don't text me. And then like, <laughs> well, you're, then she's like, well, you live really far away. Stop texting me. The fuck? Uh, next time I'll just have my mom bring me food if I want guilt. <laughs> I just want some fucking Chinese. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, set it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Bitty Wong, marry me. And Juice. Rawr. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? This month is Cirque du Cinema, where we watch anything set in a theme park, circus, zoo, you get the idea. Last week, I took us to SeaWorld for Jaws 3, where we learned it's a bad idea to have a great white shark in a park around people. Shocker. Nom nom. Yeah. This week is Juice's turn, and I think we're kind of just taking that same idea to its logical conclusion. So, Juice, what did you bring? I went with Jurassic World, uh, the fourth installment in the Jurassic series, Dinosaurs, baby. Well, before we go too far, Juice, I think we're going to need to get an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Uh, I know that it seemed like a good idea at the time to steal that giant hamster ball, but you drove into a crowd of dinosaurs that think that you are their new kickball. In the 10 seconds of pinball before you're turned into scrambled eggs, sell us on this movie. Okay, well, in a tale as old as time about not learning your fucking lesson, they opened up another Jurassic Park, except for this time there's mutant dinos and a Chris Pratt. Nine seconds. Oh, it was kind of a crispy Chris, too. It was. (laughs) Way too much bronzer. Dirty shirt. All right, well, Casey, obviously... We were both in on this. You came with me while we were stealing this little hamster ball. After my skull is split open and I'm just bleeding all over the place, you got about another 10 seconds before you bleed out. Give us your pitch. One shitty couple dump their divorce door prizes off on a working woman whose day is ruined and is left to clean up their mess. But fuck her career, right? Seven seconds. Wow. And you're not wrong. Before we just get a Jurassic turd dropped on us, let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. Two brothers get a VIP no-waiting experience at a fucking dinosaur theme park because their Aunt Claire is a VP there. I mean, sure, they're only going to the park because their parents are getting divorced and they need a distraction, but, you know, actual living dinosaurs with a VIP pass. Still cool. And all I got was a gently used BMX bike. This is bullshit. To keep the theme park profitable, they've moved on to genetically engineering super dinosaurs, Dave. So apparently, you know, like 30 feet tall, 40 ton lizards are just blasé in this world. So Claire courts investors and also manages the secret hybrid Indominus Rex. On the sidelines, they want to train raptors to use as soldiers uh, because drones are hackable and human-sized lizards with claws are not, apparently. Mm Mm-hmm. Technically correct. Mm Mm-hmm. They brought in an ex-Navy SEAL, Owen, who is also the romantic interest to Claire. When Claire tries to show Owen the Indominus Rex, the damn lizard pretends to not be home. I do this shit all the time when people, like, just come over without texting me first. You don't have an appointment. I'm leaving the TV on, but I'm laying flat and not moving. Mind your fucking business. (laughs) Make an appointment. 
fuck. But but hold on, did did you forget that this is a kids movie? I mean, they like freshly orphaned kids show up at this park, and Claire sends them off with her fucking assistant because obviously she's out for that Navy D. No, no, we didn't forget Juice. Just neither I or the movie care about it. <laughs> ah, okay. The action part of the movie finally tells the plot that Super Rex should break out, and she immediately begins murdering everything just for the fun of it. Uh, people, a patasaurus is grazing in a field, jeeps. She really likes killing jeeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She even knows where the tracking device implanted in her is and tears it out to set a trap when they try to capture her. Yeah, and then Claire and Owen change strategies from trying to chase down the Indominus Rex to trying to chase down her missing nephews. But good news! Indominus Rex is also trying to chase down her missing nephews for a snack. Nom nom, because it's a kid's movie, right? <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the Indominus Rex just straight up murders for the fun of it, and they show us this. It just, it leaves a wake of destruction behind it. And the park just tries to shush it instead of evacuating because nobody ever learns their goddamn lessons in any of these movies. It's not like it happened before to this park, which is referenced in the fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you remember that time our dinosaurs broke out and ate everyone? Oh no, the dinosaurs broke out and ate everyone. (laughs) Do you remember? After some havoc, the military takes over and decides to unleash Project Velociraptor. Owen rides with the raptors to learn the secret of Indominus Rex. It's part raptor. Oh, boy. That's why she's so clever. The raptors turn on the humans and murder everyone but the main characters. Indominus Rex smashed open the aviary, so pterodactyls are starting to treat people like eagles treat mice. Owen and Claire finally find the kids as Indominus Rex invades the main park. Shit's burning down, people are being killed, and Claire suddenly gets a great fucking idea. Yeah, trying to outrun a T-Rex in high heels is not a great idea, no matter how many fucking Dr. Scholl's insertables you have. (laughs) Well, plot twist, the T-Rex is a good guy in this one. Everybody scrambles out of the way as the two lizards duke it out for supremacy. Oh, and Dr. Doolittle's the Velociraptors because he's the alpha and imprinted on them, like that terrible Jeff Daniels film, Fly Away Home. Or like that adult man did on a baby in Twilight. Oh, no. I don't oh. want to watch yeah, that. Bryce Dallas Howard was in that, too. Claire's <laughs> oh. in that movie. Oh, there's absolutely Rule 34 of that. I, I don't want to watch that. But Indominus Rex beats on T-Rex because that's how the fight with the Big Bad always goes, right? Then the raptors jump in to help T-Rex. And at this point, why the fuck not? Hey. The T-Rex suplexes Indominus Rex to the ground. And just before... <laughs> And just before the T-Rex puts her in a Boston crab, a giant dino alligator pops out of the water and just scoops up the Indominus Rex and eats it. Come. Then everyone celebrates because obviously the T-Rex they just released isn't about to turn on them, right? No, right? no, Dave. We need to finish this up while it's still a fucking kids movie. Yay, the day is saved. <laughs> a good guy with a dinosaur beat a bad guy with a dinosaur, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it? And I should be oh, I able to bring my dinosaur from... into Home Depot. Okay, let's start at the end of this film and work back really quick. Jay pointed out that the way the gator dinosaur in the water i'm not gonna learn their fucking names you just gotta get used to (laughs) gatorsaurus is in the tank and he jumps out and grabs super rex okay yeah but that isn't a place where people were standing just 12 Mm, hours earlier he could have done this at any point yeah the whole time this this fucking thing was just like yeah i could eat these fucking snacks but i'm waiting for something big 
<laughs> I'm waiting for a big sandwich. Gotta buy I don't my want time. any fucking rice. I want some Haha, JK, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> He's able to take basically a T-Rex-sized creature and fit most, like, 70% of it in his mouth and then pull it from the ground into the water. So that, that gives you a sense. Just because I can stick a whole hoagie in my mouth doesn't mean I'm going to. <laughs> so if we, we have this whole subplot of Vincent D'Onofrio, God, you're better than this, Oh, Vincent, my God. <laughs> oh wanting my to God. secretly weaponize these dinosaurs. But yeah. you're weaponized because you're like, oh, you can't control or you can control them and, and people can change, you know, loyalties about why don't we weaponize weasels? They just, like, euthanized <laughs> a million minks in Sweden. Weaponize them. If they're riddled with COVID, send them to your enemies. Send them a mink yeah. coat with half of the minks are stapled on alive and just fucking devour them. Why would you go through genetically engineering a fucking super chicken to them? It just doesn't make sense. There's too many steps. I mean, he, his theory is that, you know, a drone can be hacked and we can just release a bunch of velociraptors into Afghanistan tunnels and it'll just hunt down the terrorists, right? Except we have a long and hilarious history of trying and failing to weaponize <laughs> animals already. It's yes. Hilarious is one way of describing it, Dave. Hey, Sad and pathetic is another. Spoiler alert, it always goes wrong for the people attempting to weaponize the animals. Yeah. Like, yeah see yeah. Leonard part six. <laughs> the documentary see real history the russians tried to train dogs to be suicide bombers where they would run underneath tanks and blow them up but they trained them on russian tanks so when they used them on real battlefields it ran to the <laughs> tanks it recognized which was their own went underneath them and blew them up that was with a dog we are better at training them than any other animal that has ever existed and you're going to try it on a raptor i love that God, you know why? I hate to see a dog ever get hurt, but they're so mean to the dogs that like to like ride on trains and shit in Russia. So fuck you. Right. I hope they start bombing trains too. <laughs> I I get really worked up about this subplot because it makes absolutely no sense. There's no way that these wild animals that they obviously can't control and have a ton of upkeep would be difficult to move around are going to be more efficient and effective than robots. It is an absolutely Hollywood-level insane staple-together plot. I agree, and guess what? They have a park filled with 20,000 people. Let's say half yeah. of those, air quotes, people are kids. Whatever happened to child soldiers? They're way cheaper and easier to train than a fucking dinosaur. Oh, man. Okay, you know what? If the Jurassic Park official emergency response was, we pass out guns to all the park visitors, and whoever takes down the bad dinosaur gets like, I don't know, season pass? Fuck the kids. I'm signing up for this. The biggest stuffed animal out of any of the carnival rides is yours. <laughs> Are we going to give these Paul Blart's trank guns relative to the size of each dinosaur? Because why the fuck didn't they have that? They had, like, <laughs> bullets. They had tasers. But they didn't have any, like, trank guns. They had trank guns. It was just a one-size-fits-all <laughs> situation. So, like... Yeah. You need a trank cannon at that point. You mean a fucking tank with a tranquilizer in it. You have genetically modified dinosaurs that have all this super fun DNA, yeah. it, they're, they're going to have certain immunities to things. 
you need to get a fucking tranquilizer that works for them. I mean, yeah, fuck Trank guns. I want every single one of these dinosaurs to have that exploding head implant from Suicide Squad. So like. that's really funny that you say that because I have that down. Why don't they have exploding things inside of them if they cross a certain barrier? The brain absolutely. Is you know? Thank you. So hold on, hold on. In defense of Jurassic World, that GPS tracker that the Indominus Rex takes out of herself is also supposed to electrify her if she passes a certain barrier. They mentioned that earlier in the movie, and so, but they never bring that up after again. But, but it is, they do have an electrification, but I agree with you, an explosive one would be a lot better. Casey, what is one security measure that you would have put in place if you were the director of Jurassic World? A nuke. Underground. <laughs> That's easy enough. Fucking level that shit. <laughs> what? What okay. else do you need to know? We can't have let that sh No. You have all those flying dinosaurs that get out. I want radiation poisoning on all those motherfuckers before they reach mainland. <laughs> I want them dead in the ocean. I mean, uh, for, for posterity's sake, I actually just want to, like, have an asteroid, like, clamped up in the atmosphere that I can drop okay. on there. Just so, like, it's, you know, genetically in them. They're all scared of it because it's what knocked them out the first time. Yeah. Let's use it again. Absolutely. Got an overcomplicated problem, and he's super <laughs> overcomplicating his solution. <laughs> overcomplicated problems require modern overcomplicated no. solutions. No, it's not an overly complicated solution. It is using scientific evidence. We know scientifically <laughs> that dinosaurs can be killed by asteroids. They so don't we've like got asteroids. dinosaurs that need to be killed, you use the proven solution. I mean, if we're talking security dinosaurs. measures... Zoos exist. Like, we know a lot about how to do this already. Maybe a moat. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a moat that your evil dinosaurs can't get across like we already do in most zoos. Okay, maybe if you don't want your giant T-Rex-sized creature to get out of its paddock, don't have a giant T-Rex-sized door that is the only <laughs> yes. way for someone trapped inside the paddock to get out. Right, maybe this should look like Alice in Wonderland. Nearby. It was born and bred in captivity. It's been in that same cage its whole life since it was like baby chicken size. So you're saying when it was baby chicken size, that was the only way to get in and out of that door was that big ass fucking door. As right? someone who used to take care of kittens at a shelter, even cracking a human sized door a half inch meant you had confetti of kittens everywhere in the hall where they weren't supposed to fucking be. And kittens are dumb. So you're telling me a super smart chicken dinosaur is just going to be like, oh, no, a scout's on or I'll stay in here. So, so okay, hold on. Again, in defense of Jurassic World, they did enter to her. They did enter her paddock through a human-sized door. They used the big door to escape. And the reason the big door is there is because at some point they're going to move her to an attraction. Or that's what they plan on doing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. still stupid that there isn't a people-sized door next to the giant T-Rex-sized door. And uh, this just discredited one of your earlier arguments. If the GPS implant was supposed to electrocute her when she leaves the area she's supposed to be in, why doesn't it electrocute her when she left the area she was supposed <laughs> to be in? It doesn't electrocute her when she leaves the paddock. It electrocutes her when she leaves the barrier of the restricted zone. Yes, and you know we we've dunked a lot on the stupidity of the like we're gonna train Velociraptors to be military 
I, bad guys, I guess. And that is very dumb. But if that's the justification we need for me to see a cool shot of somebody riding a motorcycle with dinosaurs and velociraptors fighting a super rex, then God damn it. That's a price I will pay to yeah. watch the sweet dinosaur fights. Okay, Dave, what did I say when we were watching the velociraptors running along the quad scene? Now, this is what I call pod racing because <laughs> oh, it felt yes. like exactly that. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I didn't like it. I don't like it. It it did it definitely did feel a lot like that. But you know what? When I was 10 years old, I wanted to be a pod racer and I wanted to fucking ride a velociraptor. Yep. And this yep. gave me that same flashback. So it was great. I, okay, Dave. But when that line was uttered, you were 15. So, <laughs> bok, Listen, bok. I was all into the motorcycle riding with the, the Velociraptors as well. I thought it was awesome. Whack. Yeah, it, very it, dumb, like, cool looking, though. <laughs> yeah. Right, and it, it would have made even perfect for an anime type thing. Like, if he had a fucking giant sword on his back, <laughs> and then he jumped up on the motorcycle and surfed it, right? And then... They all arrive in slow motion at the Indominus Rex and you get the Velociraptors jumping up and he's leaping off with his sword about to cut him, right? It'd be fucking perfect. You mean Sephirothosaurus? Mm-mm, no, 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 no. The, motor, the motorcycle crashes, but at the last second, he jumps off to one of the Velociraptors that he surfs on the back <laughs> of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or he can, like, jump from Velociraptor to Velociraptor, like, in um, Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then, like, maybe he can throw one of them at him. We do get pretty much that same sequence, except it's a Velociraptor and a T-Rex that team up to fight the Super Rex, where the Velociraptor's launching off of the T-Rex's back into the Super Rex's face, and it's pretty goddamn sweet, and I'm 100% here for it. Yeah, that was almost cool. I thought that was incredible. And, and I said what the fuck earlier about it, right? But it really is awesome because you had these just badass dinosaurs fighting and the Velociraptor flows in really well because it's nimble, jumping around and like riding it on the back. And it it's dynamic, the fight. Oh, like when T-Rex grabs Indominus Rex and smashes him into a building. Yeah. I wish some of those birds would have shown up and been like, unload cloaca and then like blinded the evil t-rex like shit right in his eyes and like you've got a weird disease now and like then they could attack him from above because flying things always win we learned that in every movie we've ever watched yeah pink eye attack (laughs) (laughs) 1d6 poison damage i don't know it's just this is supposed to be a dinosaur film and what it turned out to be was this weird sex in the city on an island of here's this successful businesswoman that has kids shoved on her and then this dirty hobo-looking man. She's like, maybe I like him. He's my boyfriend now. And the kids are like, we approve, even though it doesn't fucking matter because we're not even your kids. I just don't want to see a movie about two mediocre people if they're going to fuck or not. I don't want to see that. It is supposed to be a kid's movie. It is both more and less so a kid's movie than the first Jurassic Park. Because yeah. the first Jurassic Park way. has yeah right the first Jurassic Park has six human deaths and this one has I think forty two like it's, it's a, a lot, lot more. it didn't feel like enough it's yeah, a it lot <laughs> more and we see yeah. them on screen a lot more brutally than we do most of the ones in Jurassic Park oh yeah the assistant scene was actually fucking amazing right, she, she gets, gets picked up what did she do to the director. <laughs> right that's what I'm thinking it was fucking brutal she gets picked up dropped into the big alligator asaurus no 
No, no, no. She gets picked up by one of the pterodactyls, and then she gets dropped into the water. She swims up, and one of them dives down and knocks her down, and then they dive underwater and grab her. They fly out of the water getting away, and then the Gatorosaurus jumps out of the water and eats both her and the pterodactyl in one fucking bite. So her death is fucking awful, right? Like, the last five minutes of her life are horror and hell. I hated it, (laughs) but also at least it was something that wasn't focusing on those two insufferable twat (laughs) children. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. So even though we've got, like, six times as many deaths on screen and they're far more brutal, they don't feel like it compared to the original Jurassic Park. They feel like spectacle versus, like, the release of tension that you got from the murders in the first one. And honestly, the whole, the issue with all of it and why it feels like that is fucking Owen, the Chris Pratt character. I really hate him in the context of a Jurassic Park movie because compare him to Grant in the first movie. Grant was not a cool guy. Grant is cool. But he is just a paleontologist who doesn't like kids, who gets dropped in a situation and has to deal with it based off of the skills that he has as a scientist. And it feels like a real character in that scene. Versus now, what what the fuck is Chris Pratt's character? He's just a, like, Marvel cool guy character. He rides motorcycles. He has a gun. He wears Henleys. He's kind of good at whatever the situation calls for. So we get cool guy scenes rather than a cool character in the scenes. And it ruins the whole feel of the fucking movie. I just see his his character. I mean, because there's like points where he makes sense, right? Like when Dominus Rex first breaks out, he's the first one to be like, you need to get up in the helicopter and shoot the fucking thing down, which is exactly what they should have done. Right. He's like, we have a fucking minigun. Let's use that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's kind of both the Grant and the Goldblum characters wrapped into one because he's both right. supposed to be the lead as well as the voice of reason. But you're not Jeff Goldblum. You can't get away with that. <laughs> you're never going to be Jeff Goldblum. I don't care how many fucking personal trainers you have. Now, I will say one of my main complaints with this movie is not the movie's fault because I fucking hate the two child leads in this movie. They're terrible and annoying, but uh. they're way less annoying than the two children in the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's just uh, that when yeah. that one came out, I was the self-insert annoying child, <laughs> and they don't have that going yeah. for them anymore, and I'm sorry, movie. No one wants to watch a movie about one kid who needs to be on meds and another kid who's trying to drown in preteen pussy. It was horrible. <laughs> I wanted to kick the littlest one's ass for being like a young Sheldon who cannot fucking walk anywhere. He can only run. He literally ran everywhere. He's like a little fucking Scientology Tom Cruise in the making, and I hated it. And then you have the older brother who's a Sean Mendez knockoff that's oh a dick to his girlfriend and then just eye fucks everything in the right? park. When he tries to pick it's up those gross. two girls by just staring at them, except it looks like yeah. the scene in Always Sunny when Dennis gets left in the interrogation room and just stares <laughs> at the camera for 10 hours. Yes. But he also acts like Dennis on the cruise boat where he relies on the implication. We are on an island. You can't run forever. It's just like the kids in the backstory were completely unnecessary to this movie. We didn't need to know about their parents' divorce, which ruins everyone's monorail ride because all of a sudden the little kid decides to not be happy and grateful his parents sent him to a fucking island. But it's a kid's movie. I think they're getting a divorce. That's how they buy the kids in case they they relate to divorce. The kids are necessary because it's a kid's movie and we need something for kids to project themselves onto. So they'll demand their parents buy them lunchboxes. I don't like it, but I get it. 
And the reason that they use divorce, right, is because even if you're not from your kid that's not with divorced parents, you have parents that are still together, you fear divorce. And so you're going to empathize with the kid either way, right? right. Like you fear dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a parallel. Oh, man. These dinosaurs maybe? are going to give me twice as many Christmas presents. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> These dinosaurs are going to compete for my love and affection. So I'll tell the dinosaur judge who I want to live with and they can get my tax money. Oh, darn. <laughs> Fuck that kid. You can tell me any kind of bad news. If I'm on a roller coaster at Cedar Point, I'd be like, well, that's a tomorrow, Casey, problem. <laughs> oh, well. It's terminal. I terminally don't give a fuck right now because I'm at the happiest place on earth. Fuck that kid. Also, we didn't need the will they, won't they between Chris Pratt and Ron Howard and Drag, whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> in the water. Grace Dallas Howard. Uh, yeah, well, it's I agree, fine. though. Like, I couldn't care uh, you know less what? about their romance. If we're going to have a Howard in this movie, it should have been Clint Howard in drag. That's who I would want to see running that park. That's a strong woman I can relate to. Clint Howard. Fuck yeah. Then it would make sense to have that weird horny vibe they had throughout the movie. To again, call it back, they, the original Jurassic Park put a little bit of tension between Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler, but they didn't end up together, presumably because she just fucked the shit out of Jeff Goldblum immediately after the end yeah. of that movie. Obviously. And every time they broke for lunch, fuck yeah. <laughs> we don't need a love story in here, especially when it's a kid's movie. The kids don't care about this shit, man. They are here for dinosaurs to project themselves into. And I'm sure shit not watching a Jurassic World movie for a fucking romance. I mean, I was kind of in for the romance of Vincent D'Onofrio edging every time someone almost died or did <laughs> die. Wow. Self-control. Thy name is Vincent. Wasn't he on a season of like Law and Order where he's like, I think this was Velociraptors. And I'm like, this is clearly a rape and murder by strangulation. He's like, mm, mm, mm. I don't think so. Did the killer leave anything behind because we could let the Velociraptor sniff it and then maybe they go find him for you? Right. <laughs> He's so horny for those goddamn Velociraptors this whole he movie. He is. It makes me want to be horny for him, too. This is a man who desperately just wants to watch a Velociraptor eat a human face. And you know what? I get it, Vincent. I really do. Let's talk about the blonde bird in the beginning of the movie forcing the red-haired bird to take care of the blonde bird's <laughs> chicks. And oh, then yeah. she has the audacity to bitch when that red-haired bird did exactly what the blonde-haired bird did and pass the chicks off again to a brunette bird that, might I add, does all the fucking legwork and gets eaten. It's British, bullshit. Though. The brunette one was the best bird mom. Yeah, don't you don't. Mom? Don't dump your children on your siblings while they're working. Right. Like that's, that's just a dick move. Right. Also, if you do, if you choose to dump your kids on someone else, don't fucking parent those people. Don't tell them how to treat your kids. Y you shouldn't have trusted your kids to them in the first place if you didn't trust them how to treat them. You know what I mean? Like. Claire is in John Hammond's role, right? She's the fucking director of the park. I imagine every time she's there, she's fucking working. Right. Yeah. Right, that girl's fucking busy. She's got to run right. the world's stupidest, most dangerous zoo. <laughs> Maybe if she was, like, the ticket clicker at the beginning, like, stamping hands and shit, sure, yeah, your kids can sit in a hot-ass booth and maybe roll the windows down. But this is fucking Steve Jobs of Dino World. Fuck off, dude. You can't find another sitter mainland while you get your fucking divorce and go to a bar about it? 
Plus, if that kid is old enough to watch it, like, the kid in the movie is, like, what, 15? They can't stay home to get divorced? Yeah, he's 16. He's supposed to be 16. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we're going to go on that, there's no way that child, unless we're acknowledging that the older brother is actually 20 at the time of filming, which makes him making out with a young girl at the beginning of the movie very upsetting and prowling through a fucking theme park worse, he could not have hotwired a Jeep that has laid dormant for over 20 years and drive a manual no. all over yeah. a strange park. It's it's absolutely gonna, not. Is that the hill you're going to die on, Casey? I, I, I'll die on that hill. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm going to let other people die in it. Like, I want to watch <laughs> him take a turn too quick on the road to Hana and never be seen again. I know this is supposed to be in Costa Rica, but it's shot in fucking Hawaii. And there's no way, no the fuck you're not, whipping around those curves in a Jeep, your 16-year-old driver, and not just disappearing in the road to Hana. <laughs> Excuse you, they include one line of dialogue about how they fixed up their grandpa's old Chevy Malibu. So obviously they have the mechanical skills required to restore a Jeep that's been in like a the Malibu? goddamn jungle for 20 years. A Malibu? You mean that fucking micro machine of a plastic car that's just like weird Chinese electric parts? Hang on. Wait what? a minute, though. Hang on. Because I, the movie was written by, you know, someone probably about our age or older. So they were thinking of the old Malibu. But they had a 16-year-old in 2015 saying Grandpa's Malibu. So it's probably a lot more likely their grandfather. We are talking about a modern Malibu. (laughs) Right. Like a 2005 Malibu. (laughs) What the fuck? That does not translate to a Jeep Wrangler from 1990-whatever. 1992. No, no, you're right. I mean, the real issue is that they'd also need all of the the tools and the parts handy to them, even if they had the expertise to work on it. And that would assume that they could, like, charge the battery and that all of the seals were still good after 20 years. There's There's no no way that fucking Jeep is running. There's no way. Hey, Juice, uh, would that battery still have a charge, do you think? They grabbed a battery off the shelf, Casey, of course. Yeah. Oh, the charging shelf from 1993. You know, we had wireless charging. And Chris Pratt held up some jumper cables to imply that they had charged it somehow. Apparently, they're still power in the jungle. They just plugged it into the wall. what did they charge it? They plugged it to their nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Clip this to your nipples and run in place. Yeah. All right, guys, we have dino stomped our way through this movie long enough. I think it's about time we asked ourselves the question that we ask every week. And I'm going to start with you, Jay. Jurassic World from 2015. Are you going to sit down and watch it again? Jurassic World is planned very poorly. And I feel that that works with the narrative structure. Like we talked about, if they would have like cut out the romance scene and given a little bit shorter, focus more on some of the action... This could have been a really great movie. Instead, it winds up being a lot shittier than it could have been. However, I had fun. Like, I, even despite those kind of things, (laughs) I enjoyed the ridiculousness of it. I enjoy, I absolutely loved the motorcycle with the velociraptors. The fight with the T-Rex and the Indominus Rex at the end was awesome. It's silly. So, yeah, I am going to watch Jurassic World again. But, Casey... I know that you're not exactly a dino favorite. So 2015's Jurassic World, would you watch it again? 
Like Civil War movies, dinosaurs are dead and I couldn't give a fuck less about them. <laughs> the forced horny from anyone but B.D. Wong and Vincent D'Onofrio was cringe as fuck and I found out that Chris Pratt has lost his affability when he lost weight. There is literally nothing but B.D. Wong for me in this film. And if I want to see the Wong, I will go see him roll up his Henley in The Substitute 2, starring Xander Drax, starts and ends with an X, rather than this movie again. No, I'm not going to watch Jurassic World again. Short, Dave, to the point. No fucking surprise. Are you going to watch 2015's Jurassic World, starring a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old who try to fuck an entire amusement park? Oh, man. You know... The original Jurassic Park is a very important movie to me. I can honestly say that seeing Jurassic Park in theaters as a child is like a core memory for me. I absolutely love that. I still go back and watch Jurassic Park at least once or twice a year. I absolutely love that movie. And Jurassic World tries and fails to replicate it almost entirely. It misses all of the morality of it. It doesn't build any of the tension. But Jurassic 2 and 3 already existed as well, so it's not as though I can say, eh, they're shitting on my childhood like they did that during my childhood already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're not wrong. At the end of the day, I do like watching cool-looking dinosaurs fight each other, and we get some really cool-looking dinosaurs fighting each other in this. So yeah, I'm probably going to watch Jurassic World again. Not very actively. I'm not going to like put it on for a movie night. But I am going to turn it on while I'm doing shit around the apartment and then just pay attention during the cool dinosaur fight parts of it. So, Juice, you brought this to us this week. So it comes down to you in the end. Jurassic World from 2015. Would you watch it again? Uh, You know, Dave, I am with you. This isn't something I would actively watch again. But, yeah, this was a hell of a lot of fun. We got dinosaurs. We got fucking violence. We got a lot of dead people, which is always good in a dinosaur movie. I mean, come at me, bro. We get a T-Rex teaming up with a raptor. The entire thing was ridiculous, but fun. I can't I can't say no. So, yeah, uh, definitely going to sit down and watch this one again. Ooh. Not surprised at this verdict. No, not at all. Of course, the verdict is in on that note, guys. Three out of four of us are going to sit down in a fucking gyro ball and go strolling through Jurassic World. As always, though, Cinemites, it's up to you. If you haven't seen it yet, give it a watch. It's fun. Uh, It's ridiculous. That's what we come here for. And if you have, obviously, either way, let us know. Next week, we start a new month and we bid Cirque du Cinema goodbye and start to get on that HBO money train. Ooh, I mean, well. Not really. We are going to use that free trial for HBO. Oh, a trial. <laughs> we have 30 days to bang out this month and give you the best paid for content without actually fucking paying for it. So I'll be bringing Godzilla v. Kong, which is lighting up the universe Woo! as we speak. And I cannot wait for this movie because here's a dinosaur I kind of give a fuck about. In the meantime, check us out at shittycinema.com, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, and Instagram at casey.cinema. If you like what you're hearing, force a friend to listen to us and swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page. Throw us a couple bucks if you can. Big up to our latest Patreon patron, J.B. Wallace. He's a human dinosaur. And as always, let's turn off the lights. Put on some heels and go water skiing because women can do anything. <laughs>